Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Um, what are these accents on the bottle? Oh, it's Spanish. Are we doing a tequila episode? Oh, it's Espelon. Awesome. Look, we aren't always big tequila fans, but this one's pretty great. So let's buckle up and get ready for a crazy episode. And if you have the stuff on hand, maybe make a Paloma and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Uh, hey, welcome back, Casey. Three in a row. And welcome well back, done, Chris. Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot to add you on the thing, and I was like, good job. Everybody's <laughs> just going. I'm not even looking. <laughs> so, Casey, so Casey doesn't even know where he is right now. Nope. <laughs> It's not where you've been every day for the last several months. At least six weeks. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everyone okay? Doing all right? Yeah. No, no change. I, I'm still <laughs> literally no change whatsoever. Living nineteen-hour <laughs> days where I I do do child care for eleven hours and then work for eight hours and then try to sleep for maybe four. How is it? I've gone back to work. And no one else went back to work with me. <laughs> yeah. So he's running the branch on his own. Not not exactly. Although maybe it feels like it. I don't know. <laughs> look, I used to complain. I used to complain back when I was bartending. Let me do one banking complaint that I need to do while we're on the air. You don't need to have all the money in your hands. <laughs> if the economy collapses and everything is worthless. Oh. That paper won't do you any good. That's why I invest in gold. <laughs> so I, I saw the stories recently. There's a, everyone's doing like the bank rush has become a thing. Everyone's hoarding mass amounts of cash at their home. That's for whatever reason. It's like I don't. The regular household can't exceed the two hundred thousand dollar FDIC like whatever ten thousand whatever. They don't have that kind of money. Doesn't matter. The, like the, the the bank's insured to cover it. Like it so, doesn't matter. The crazy thing is, nobody wants to accept cash. So actually, cash is the worst that you could have right now because everybody yeah. is like, put it in the slot. I don't want cash. I will yeah, say. You don't I will say it. if everything if everything breaks down, we're going to go back to a barter system anyway. I mean, I will we, trade Kate, you a chicken. No, Casey. We've already established what our rules are. We're keeping that secret between us. <laughs> You've got, you've got, you've got your, you've got your skills. My family will have our skills, and <laughs> civilization true. will get rebuilt. True just, that, boo. Just from Kentucky, hmm. mm. uh, we, we'll eventually get north to you guys. It's just going to take us a few years. 
<laughs> yeah. a few uh a few extra thousand pounds of copper it looks it won't be an easy trek but we'll make sure we get up there it'll be it'll be a bloody conflict but we'll get you back into the into our new union oh good thanks for thinking of us <laughs> you chose this life hmm. look my backup plan has been in, been set in motion for every conceivable apocalyptic scenario <laughs> And it's the same for most of them. Hmm. Uh, so, Casey, how things been down on the uh, the canning farm? Ooh, <laughs> the canning farm. Um, it's simple work, but it's honest. Is that like the fanny farm? <laughs> um, so, uh, started a garden. Oh, canning of a different variety. I yeah, exactly. Here, but all right. Um, so I've got peppers and onions and eggplants and I was strawberries. Oh, okay. I was, I was, I was really waiting for for where I get preserves, <laughs> strawberry preserves, um, and lettuce. I get it. Did you learn how to get them from the library? library. The library. The oh. library. Everyone saw that Ted died, right? I we did. Yes. Scrubs. There's a Scrubs reference. Yeah. I did not see that actually. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd's nephew. Yep, he died. What? Can- he died. Yeah, of cancer. Sam- he did. Is he really? Mm-hmm. He he's had cancer yeah. for the last few years. Yeah. It's, Sam it's, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize of, of of the blanks. Yeah, that was his uh, acapella group that he brought onto the show. Yep. Yeah. It, which which I really uh, like. I I feel like the acapella group lived longer than the show did. It no, did. that show lived. That show lived on for years. It did. <laughs> well, but that's one of those things obscurity. that was like in the in the last season. You're like, but did it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't count season. Like it, that what show ended at season like eight before and they I, did the med school thing. I love Elizabeth Banks, but like one when, when she that whole season with her on there, I was just like, just, can we just stop? Hmm. It's dead. So yeah, we've been. Um, I just ordered my first pallet of cans. Oh, oh, um, fifty five hundred cans should be in soon, like within the next like Wait. Tuesday, I think. What was it? See, you were saying you were growing in your garden. Uh, peppers, onions, lettuce, eggplant, uh, strawberries. So, like, only one of those things can you use in brewing. Yeah, you can use a lot of them. I mean, you can use peppers in brewing for sure. Peppers, you want. Yeah, sorry, peppers. Yes, uh, you're, you're just limiting yourself, Bob. <laughs> no, <laughs> onions shouldn't go anywhere near my beer. Really? Because I had some Amarillo hops that smelled exactly like garlic and onions not too long ago. Okay, look, you said that. Gar- you said garlic. Oh. That that changes things. That is one of my favorite scents, like garlic and onions cooking Don't together. Don't tell oh, that to even. Urban Artifact. Epicurean <laughs> beers are including pickles and onion and everything Pi- under the sun. Pickle pickles are fine depending on the style you're going with, but I have eight pounds of Amarillo. I can't get rid of because it smells like onions. <laughs> like I used two just to bitter and hopefully it boiled off the onion flavor, but the but other so are just sitting back. Yeah. I've, I've got a pina colada beer sitting back right now. Um, no. I had a hundred pounds. Well, 94 <gasps> pounds of pineapple to it. Okay. I know I talked about names being too obscure, but you call that beer long walks in the rain. I mean, yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to write this down. That's not a, if you if you don't get that, then something's wrong. You, you know, like that's not that, a you don't know seventies pop music. 
or uh, any, like it's everywhere. At the very least, it's probably anyway. a good sign that you're too you're 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 too young to be drinking. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> well. um, and then we're canning a blueberry lager tomorrow. Ooh, what's it going to be called? Blueberry lager. Um, we went through a few different names on this one. Um, we were going to call it Fugit Blue, or the Fugit Blues. Because I don't know if you're aware of the blue fugits of yeah. Perry County, Kentucky. Yes. Um, which are the blue, the blue people, people of Kentucky. People. Uh, uh, one, of, uh, one of my old classmates had, had kin that were traced back to blue people. We thought it was a little bit too insensitive to name it that. And so we're just calling it the yeah. broken blue. Um, but, but yeah, so it's just a blueberry lager style beer. So it's not one of those blue. things. It's going to be like under the surface. We all know that it's a of the fugit, the fugit blue. Just like we all know, the amber is actually amber alert. Amber alert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So what happened with the not wanting to name your beers? Am I <laughs> that, that he he entered the beer industry and realized that oh, <laughs> well, to name gotta... look sometimes like... sometimes money dictates scruples go out the window. <laughs> I have so the fugit the the blue beer. It was a beer that was named because it was a contest winner. So we had a trivia competition, and the the winner of the trivia competition got to name the beer. So that's the reason that one's there. Mm. Uh, most of my other beers are um, just named by what style they are, what hops they've got in them. Um, but yeah, I want to go back for when once everything's back and up and running. I want to go back to your to your brewery and be like, all right, guys. It's time to win. It's time to win Bob's drinks. <laughs> I want to go to the trivia thing. Just, I, just, just, so just bad. go against him in trivia. Going, come on, bring I it. I want to go back to the brewery. Well, come on, yeah. So let's get, uh, let's get everything. Let's do, let's, up do and get let's do win Ben Stein's money, but with alcohol. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, win Casey Price's beer. Yeah, let's but I was, I was gonna say, but, but I wanted to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, we don't have any untapped because they've stopped doing badges for the time being. Look, a lot of things have fallen to the wayside. <laughs> they have. Appropriate. But uh, we are still doing our news episodes, so you should go check out our latest one, which uh, here in Kentucky, we're, we're, it, this is uh, Derby Saturday. We're not, we're not okay, but it's Derby Saturday. We found something to race, and you can go check out the news episode yeah. to figure out exactly what Kentuckians... Uh, decided to saddle up and race today. Thrilling breakneck pace. Those a, those hairs a, never saw it coming. It was a great poster, actually, or like oh, it was. image or whatever. I'm like you it know was what? streamed. It was streamed live on the internet. You could could have watched this by Old Forester. It was good. Go, go check out the news episode. You can figure that one. It out. was perhaps the only bit of good news we had. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we okay. We can rip this bandaid off now. Oktoberfest in Munich is canceled. Casey, thoughts? Um, is Oktoberfest in Cincinnati canceled? They've no. not said yet, but uh, we so still hope. Two events that have only ever been canceled by COVID nineteen and World War Two are the Kentucky Derby and Oktoberfest Munich. Wait, do they have Octo- They they had to have canceled Oktoberfest during World War One. There weren't enough Germans left by the end of that war. <laughs> that seems to be that they had it. <laughs> the That's ones... some dedication. <laughs> Trench warfare be damned. <laughs> Everyone went wearing mustard, wearing a gas mask, and in, in case gust, uh, mustard gas shells landed, they're like, "Oh, oh." 
pour it into the filter and just try to drink through. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so I think we're just okay. Gonna... So two years after the war in 1919 and 1920, Oktoberfest was replaced by the so-called Klein Res Herbstfest. Uh, post-war Germ post-World War One Germany had some bad governments. <laughs> Translated as smaller autumn celebration. <laughs> And in 1923 and 1924, the Oktoberfest was canceled due to hyperinflation. Wow. Yeah. Well, in both cases, the Weimar Republic uh, <laughs> dropped some balls. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of I, dropping balls, uh, I think we need to jump to our topic. What? We're not that drunk. Cheeky bastards. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. Look, it have been more on topic if I said dropping some cocks, but oh no, no, it's fine. I just I, I liked the 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 cut to to right before the sounder of just what. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, it's it's been a bit since we've talked about tequila. So how about a quick refresher? Uh, so. Tequila is distilled from the blue agave plant, primarily uh, in the area surrounding tequila, about 65 kilometers or 40 miles for those of you in the English system. You know, not England. Uh, northwestern, uh, northwest of Guadalajara in the uh, Jalisco, I'm going to guess, uh, Heights, Los, excuse me, uh, basically Los Altos de Jalisco, I guess is what they Jalisco. call it. Jalisco. 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 Thank you. been waiting for someone to try to try Sorry. to help me. Uh, I, of, I forgot I was going to pull Google Translate up for this too. So. Oh, it's fine. Oh, I know uh, Jalisco. All right. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's the, the central western Mexican state of Jalisco. Uh, like a mezcal, tequila is made from the agave plant, which originates in the same region of Mexico. The distinction is that tequila is made only from blue agave and that they are prepared different ways. At some point, we should do a mezcal episode. We should. Yeah. At some Eat point, worm. At some point, I should drink a mezcal. The red volcanic soils of the region of tequila are well suited to the growing of blue agave. And more than 300 million, uh, million of the plants are harvested each year. Uh, agave grows differently depending on the region. Blue agave grows uh, grown in the highlands of the Los Altos region are larger and sweeter than most. I don't know why I'm making weird hand motions. You can't see it in the uh, in the audio, but if you're if you're watching this, like catching back on the Twitch stream, I'm treating it like I have a map behind me. <laughs> he's gesturing like he's a weatherman. Over here, you'll over see. Over here, you'll see the the, the blue agave, agave in its natural habitat as it. <laughs> The agave front's coming in strong this <laughs> evening. That's going to cause everyone to be drunk as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that means it's time to top off my drink. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to work tomorrow. You're not my real dad. <laughs> I do. I have to brew tomorrow. Early. Oh, man. I have to be hungover time... tomorrow. It's sentences like that, Casey, that make me miss not living near you. Mm. you like, come I have join. to brew tomorrow. They'll be like, I can come down. Please do. I I can't. It's 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 too much. Anyway, uh, where did I leave off? Um, Andy says we can't be doing that. Uh, anyway, uh, blue agave grown in the highlands of Los Altos region are larger and sweeter in taste and uh, in aroma and taste. Agaves harvested in the lowlands have a more 
herbaceous taste or herbaceous if you're English because there's a effing H there. <laughs> God, dress to kill counter. <laughs> I'm gonna work on that, guys. <laughs> that's, I mean, that should be part of our, our our have a drink drinking game. Dress to kill reference. You know, drink. Well, then the, the audience would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol poisoning would be a, a real possibility. I'm just saying it's our version of bingo. Yeah. And when someone gets bingo, they die. They <laughs> die. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Yeah, I guess drinking game for sh- whatever. Anyway. Um, Mexican law states that tequila can only be produced in the state of Jalisco and uh, limited to municipalities in the states of Gua- uh, oh. Guanajuato, uh, Guanajuato, Michoacan. Is that Michigan down in Mexico? <laughs> Southern Michigan. Yeah, Southern, Southern Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> no, not uh, that. I gotta, need to, you need to run that joke by your wife, Casey. Uh, <laughs> I got to uh, Google Translate this one. Nayet, uh, Narit. Uh, and Talumpus, Talumpus. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Tamaluipas. Tamaluipas. Michokan. Michokan is that that second word there. That sounds like it's Japanese. Not. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you on it. I'm just saying that's so what. I'm so. just saying it sounds like Panda from We Bear Bears um, is talking about Mickey Chan. Mickey Chan. <laughs> Uh, tequila can be between 30, uh, 35 and 55% alcohol content or 70 to 100 some high proof tequila. Well, it must contain at least 40% alcohol uh, or 80 proof in the U.S. to be sold. I, I fear high proof tequila. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know. After, after Casey converting me to high proof uh, bourbon, sure, I'll take 100 proof anything. Look, I need to see Ooh. vapor coming off of whatever I'm getting. <laughs> I need to be able to pour gunpowder into this thing and set it to fire. Yeah, <laughs> there is an El Luchador tequila at 110 oh. proof. Oh god! Great I want to drink that while wearing a mask. El, that's the only way you drink it. It comes Man. with the mask. That's a requirement. Hmm. And I will call myself Bob is, Mysterio. High proof tequila is absolutely outrageously priced. I don't oh, doubt I it. It's like high or low? <laughs> high, like high. over a hundred dollars. Yeah, it is. because because every, uh, I okay, this is this is pure speculation, but tequila has a mythos of being the drink that gets you drunk. And if you put a high proof version of that, they're like, oh well, we should try to charge a premium for that only. Mm, there look, is only, the, the, only the rich drunk. You know. The tequila episode. What we talked about. There's the lore of what was it? It was like a. Was that a possum or something? What? <laughs> like all these weird things about animals that drank it and Te- invented it or whatever. Casey, like, we drank like half a bottle of tequila. I don't remember that episode. I drank, <laughs> half, a, I drank half a bottle too, and I'm trying to get Brittany to drink the rest of no. that. There are many there are many times I've drank half a bottle of tequila and it never ended well. Man, I okay, never mind. Let's Fair. move on. We, we, <laughs> we're getting real deep if I start talking about that one. Right, the see. two fingers? Uh, it's uh, and and diet sprite with diet sprite, yes. <laughs> with, although Palom, mm. uh, Palomo or Palom, Palom, uh, P- whatever, Paloma. grapefruit and tequila go well together, they do, they do. You should grapefruit your tequila. <laughs> Escalon started <laughs> in the long off age of 1999, uh, through the beginnings of the distillery, uh, probably start. Oh, sorry, don't. 
I I knew that sound was going to come up. <laughs> anyway, though the beginnings of the distillery probably start with Master Distillo, Cerillo Oropesa. Uh, Oropesa started, uh, spent decades learning both the science of distillation and the art of tequila making. His passion for it matched with his strict attention to detail allowed uh, Cerillo to... I'm, I'm really hoping I'm saying these names right. I'm just kind of barreling through them. Anyway, uh, he dedicated himself to the dream of creating a tequila of great quality that everyone could enjoy. Uh, in 1995, he met a local entrepreneur. Raul this is plus, well, no, this plus is, I, I was going to say that this is some speculation because this had to get pulled from like three sources to get a name and to kind of figure oh, this okay. out. Raul uh, Palacencia. Placentia. Raul. Okay. Thank you. Because I, I had to say, translate it earlier. <laughs> I was going to say placenta. And that is why I pulled up Google Translate. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who shared his ambition. They formed a partnership with an, uh, uh, which enabled the creation of a state-of-the-art uh, home for, the, for his dream tequila. Distilladora San Nicos. I'm going to go to Mexico for a vacation right now. Right? I, uh, let's I've, go. I've been. It's not. Uh, well, it's, it's as exciting as you would think. It's just not the <laughs> relaxing vacation you think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Andy says we can't be doing that. <laughs> Look, when I was there, there's always the lingering fear in the back of your head that you're going to be kidnapped and beheaded. <laughs> I don't I, make enough to do that. <laughs> wasn't, there al to... wasn't there also the incident of, like, we got a fireman carry Chris up the stairs? <laughs> it, it was Matt. He could do it. He could. I was drunk. <laughs> We we were in the gutter, literally in the gutter. Drunk. What was the what was the the resort? Because I need to like look one up right now. I I don't know. I was I was drunk at the time. I was drunk. <laughs> I was on the moon. Week. I was, was dead it, at the time. Was it Cancun? Yeah. Uh. Anyway, the the uh the Plasca Cincia family has its roots in the tequila industry, dating back to 1898. Don Cislo Pacienza was a humble working man born in the highlands. He worked the land, and he's and uh, as he traveled uh, to and from the fields that belonged to other men, he promised one day his family would own their own estate and make their own tequila. In 1996, his grandson fulfilled the dream with the completion of the Destilladario San Nicos. Together, they made a custom-designed facility in the Los Altos region of Jalisco, an area commonly referred to as the Grand Crew of Tequila. Ooh. Right? That is so fancy. Uh, the San Nicolas Distillery was awarded Best Tequila Facility in Mexico by the School of Architects and Engineers of Jalisco. Well, all right. Yeah. The award-winning tequilas of Espelon stand as a testament to Cirillo's uh, pioneering spirit, commitment to his art, and promise to never give up on his dreams. That requires a drink. So I like the Moon Palace. That looks like a good all-inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, you should message Matt that. He, he may have an answer for you. Maybe. Uh, when it came time uh, to name his beloved tequila, uh, Cirillo looked to another important part of Mexican culture for inspiration. He uh, named for the spurs of a of the rooster, powerful symbol of national of national pride. Espelon is a fitting tribute to the storied culture of Mexico. According to Espelon's site, we call our rooster Ramon. He is our icon <laughs> and our spirit animal. Wait, he's Ram Ramon? 
Ramon leads the charge. He's not afraid to stir things up and can be counted on any time you need to spur things to get things going. Let me let me just say this. Okay. <laughs> so Espelon Tequila. Uh-huh. So it's been around for a while, right? 1998. Which a is longer than we want to expect. Longer uh, than we all want to. It's been a minute, really, but we don't want to think about about that. So. A rooster's yesterday. A rooster's lifespan is five to ten years. <laughs> Ramon is dead. So at least two Ramones have happened in that time frame. We're on Ramon the third. Look, Maybe five all, or six. All their imagery is Day of the Dead themed. So <laughs> oh, that's we're, true. We're on, he we're lives on, on regardless. We're on Ramon. Ramon. I was gonna say we're on Ramon the third. Ramon with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. If I could roll my R's, I was like, you're you're saying it wrong. Ramon. 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 I feel no. dirty, like I'm appropriating a culture that <laughs> I should Cultural appropriation. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing. You know, we're too white for that. Ramon Chris is on a... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. So, okay. The legend behind the label. Uh, I think we're going to talk about what I was already mentioning here. So Espelon at its heart is a tribute to Mexican culture. The artwork like tequila borrows from the past and gives, uh, gives it a modern twist. Each label tells a story from Mexico's rich history. Each uh, captures a different moment, but all pay tribute to one true hero, Jose Guadalupe Posada. Posada was a 19th century artist and printmaker a real pioneer and a bit of a rebel. His most famous work, the Calavera skulls made powerful <laughs> commentary on the social injustices of his time with his sharp wit and clever hand. He gave his people a voice and gave the art world a style that continues to influence pop culture today. In 2009, uh, Grupo Campari purchased the Espelon brand along with the San Nicolas distillery where it is made. After a three-year hiatus in the U.S., Espelon is reintroduced. So uh, now I'm just wondering if uh, uh, Posada's uh, work is like, wait, I wonder how much of his stuff pops up in, uh, in Coco. Probably a lot. One of my favorite Disney movies, by the way. I look. I, I watched that a couple of years ago. Uh, no, last year is last year. Time has lost meaning. Yeah, somewhat. it is an absolute crime that they haven't completely rethemed the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. It kind of is actually. There's they have nothing like the colors and the, and just having the um I can't remember the name of the flowers, but look, like I I don't know. I've never been to Epcot. Oh, well, I'm telling you, there's nothing Coco there and it, there's a ride there and it's not to do with Coco. No, and it's just it's well, closed. It, Casey, it's three, are we the three caballeros, which is which <gasps> is pretty three caballeros. Oh, no. OK, if no. you ever wanted Panchito uh, in a ride. Well, yeah, you get a whole ride of Donald uh, Panchito. And what was I don't the other guy, the, the other the, one. Uh, okay, hold on. I'll, I gotta recall that talking, I episode. Will, continue talking. I will uh, randomly shout out the name of the third caballero. Only remember Panchito because we stayed at the, uh, the oh, themed had, uh, resort yeah. and the so, cantina was named Panchito's. Yeah. Let me just say this $2,500 gave you an all inclusive at the Cancun Moon Palace. Ooh. 
now. Yeah, I can't afford that at all. <laughs> For two, well, Bob. Well, oh, so you're saying you're leaving your wife and kids on, to take a vacation <laughs> with me? I'm saying for two of the government's checks right now, <laughs> we could go to Cancun. Ours already vanished. Uh, <laughs> Grupo Campari traces its beginnings back to 1860 with the birth of its flagship brand and signature uh, red aperitif beverage, Campari. Campari. Born, born in 1828, uh, Gaspar Campari, the inventor of the recipe, was the 10th child of a simple farm. At 14, he started working as a waiter and started developing a strong interest in people's drinking habits. Jose Cariocoa. Yep. Carioco. Coming to create the product that would take his name. Deciding to open his own bar, it became uh, so successful that he opened another in the heart of Milan, making his own cordials, cream liqueurs, and bitters in the basement. Sounds real on the up and up. Yeah, uh, his choice of location oh, near like basement liquor, <laughs> bathtub no, who, liquor. Who doesn't, who doesn't like love bathtub Campari? It's <laughs> a mark of quality. Uh, Duomo uh, <laughs> coincided with the opening of uh, Galleria Vittorio Emanuele, contributing to the fame of its bar and its bitters, then called Bitter Allo Uso di Olanda which became extremely popular at the time. The Man, criti- I want to drink the Hessen bitters in it right now. <laughs> the critical step uh, took place at the beginning of the 1990s, the rapid consolidation of the global drinks market, and especially the creation of a small number of dominant players, such as, you may, you may have heard of them, Diageo, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, mm-hmm. well, Allied, yeah. uh, Allied Dumec led Campari to make a choice between joining the race for market size or simply defending its core but niche product. The they had a choice. Go big or go home. <laughs> the first step towards building a competitive portfolio on the global market came in 1995 with the acquisition of the Italian business of the Dutch group Bolsvassenen. Uh, <laughs> this, this brought a number of the front-ranking names such as Things we've never heard of. Uh, Cardino, Sinar, Limonasoda. Cunar. <laughs> Cunar. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Those are two different ones. There's there's Corindo. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cunar. Cunar. Lemon soda. <laughs> Lemon soda. Oran soda. Beyond Cosarti and Crodo. Crodo. Yes. Team right, effort, I'll... guys. Way to go. <laughs> I'd, I'd like a good Crodo. Can someone get me a Crodo? Uh, today, the Campari. Crew, I don't know what it is, but I you want, want a a Crodo nut. <laughs> <laughs> today, the Campari Group has more than fifty brands, including hey, guess what? Wild Turkey, Sky mm. Vodka, Appleton Rum, and Cabo Wabo. Cabo Wabo. We'll, we'll probably yeah, get just... more into this topic later. Don't worry, because those are some names we want to talk about. Um, the, the the I saw Cabo Wabo. I was like, wait, you have Espelon and Cabo. Why do you even have Cabo Wabo? Sell that off. Make make Sammy sell it himself. Dump that crap. Uh, Cunar is based off of a um, artichoke. Oh, so it is an right. artichoke uh, bitters or yeah, an artichoke okay. bitter liqueur. Okay, right. yeah, I could, I can kind of get behind that in the right 
in the right Look, drink. we were. What, I was watching uh, Sesame Street, and they were talking about artichokes, and they were peeling the artichoke leaves off, and they get to this very suggestive shot <laughs> because an artichoke cart with all the leaves ripped off of it just looks like a butthole. Oh, I'm just okay. gonna be honest. <laughs> I was, was wondering, just, I was wondering, like, what, okay, what, what part of the anatomy is going to look zoomed, like? They just zoomed in on the butthole. And I was just like, really? On Sesame Street, we're going, okay. E pluribus anyway, the, <laughs> the agave. Uh, oh, sorry, we're going to transition a little bit now into how it's made. Yes. We need the little I know. jingle <laughs> like with the spin, like, gears. Spinning so, agave so. plants getting processed. <laughs> So the agave, uh, Espelon is sourced from 100% blue Weber agave. Espelon's agave grows in rich soil at uh, 1,800 to 2,000 meters above sea level in the golden triangle of the highlands. Not Question, Scotland. what? how high was it we were at when we were in Snowbird at Drink oh. at Nertacular? I think we were close to like 8,000 feet or something. Yeah, I've got to look we that were... up because I've, I've got I that say, I, 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 picture. Yeah, I was gonna say I assume Eight we were to ten thousand. Yeah, we were we much were higher than that. Eleven thousand. Okay, yeah. But yeah, we were up there. So uh, the challenging it's environment. It's close to Magave up there in Colorado. <laughs> the challenging environment of the Highlands Utah. yields oh. fruit with a higher sugar content and more intense flavor than agave grown in other regions. See, think of how high the sugar content would be in Utah. Definitely Zero. not low. We were there in the middle of the summer, and there was yeah. there was snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of wonderful. snow. Wonderful. It felt so good up there. It did. It really did. <laughs> it oh, this is so the fact. Do you remember how the water bottle crushed on the way down? Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember how we were all so bloated. Like, those pictures come up on our uh, TV all the time. <laughs> and then we always look at it and we're like, God, the altitude did horrid things to all of us. No, I, I look at that picture and I go, no. Look at what all that, all those cheeseburgers you eat do to you. <laughs> you no. fat sack of Look, some of us might be those fat sacks now. At the time, I wasn't until I got up on that mountain. <laughs> I got on that mountain and I gained 30 pounds of water weight. We blame, we blame everything on that mountain. Damn that mountain, fat, giving us fatness, all gas. Gas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of gas on that mountain, though. And yet, oh. if they if they were like, and we're doing Nerdacular next year, we'd all be like, yes, purchase. I wouldn't think twice. Oh, I would, but I would be eating a lot of Beano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the hot days and cool nights, uh, the water low in calcium and rich important minerals Ooh. and rocky soil are all ideal for agave growing. The pinas, uh, the heart of the agave, are judiciously harvested. <laughs> Some <when> giant pinas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know about you, but I like a good hearty pinas. Good uh, harvested. Good hearty pina. Right, right in the back end. <laughs> harvested uh, when the fruit has reached a sweet spot. Sorry, I reached my goal. I can stop the podcast now. I got Chris to like completely break on. <laughs> I think you have broken him. I think I have. Good job. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> no, just remember all this when I'm editing. <sighs> Keep Judici this in. This is perfect. <laughs> judiciously harvested when the fruit has reached its 
sweet spot, traditionally between six and ten years, and incorporated only when the plant is perfectly aged to provide a full, mature, and flavorful product. For yeah. Espelon, that is seven years on average. Damn. Espelon. Why? <laughs> Once harvested, a quality inspection is carried out on the fruit. Once the penis pass inspection... <laughs> I think it's your accent. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) They are taken to the distillery where they are cut into four pieces as opposed to the industry average of two because the increased surface area helps create a sweeter, more approachable tequila. Hmm. That's though. With those those girthy penis. (sighs) Never mind. Quartered pinas are slow-cooked in temperature-controlled 1,700-kilogram capacity autoclaves for up to 22 hours. So I I did some research um, on this. Uh, Let me read this first. Longer than the industry standard of 18 hours to allow allow more caramelization, while earthen ovens were traditionally used, unpressurized earthen ovens, Espelon pinas are roasted in outdoor stainless steel pressure cookers in order to guarantee stability and smoother finishing tequila. Oh, okay. Hold on. Before you discuss your, your research, pressurized earthen ovens would cause explosions, wouldn't they? Exactly. So that's why they were unpressurized. <laughs> right. But the new pressurized ovens will get up to like 258 degrees once you start like pressure cooking it. Right. And but so the, you can get a little bit higher. In, yeah. The, the, the increase in pressure, the, the perfect gas equation you have in there, like the, 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 the higher the, the, the pressure is going to basically compensate. PV equals the NRT. Yeah. It's going uh, to compensate for the lack of temperature. So that way you can get whatever you need out of it. Your boiling point reaches uh, higher, uh, so uh, your boiling point goes from 212 to 258, and so you get more caramelization while not boiling off the uh, moisture that's in there as early. Um, right. So you go longer and higher, and you get a little bit more caramelization with that. Yeah. Um, which caramelization equals flavor, not necessarily sweetness. So Yeah, although want- depending on, sometimes it can be can be sweet, the perception but... of sweetness maybe yes. there um what you do is you get more flavor but uh, the sugar content is going to transfer over then you uh, or the starch is going to transfer over to sugar um then you mill it the softened cooked pinas are transferred to a milling area for sugar extraction the fruit is crushed in order to release the juice that will be fermented eventually the traditional method for crushing pinas calls for the Tahonia, a giant grinding wheel operated by mules or oxen around a circular pit. For Aspalon, though, four mechanical roller mills separate the juice extract or aguamel, uh, agrumel, uh, agua mail, uh, for from the fibrous pulp uh, bagasse, which is then often used to fuel the stills. I'd like to know which tequila companies are still using mule drawn. You probably couldn't buy them at a store in the U.S., would be my guess. Or if you yeah. could, it would be over $100 a bottle. Yeah, it'd be extremely expensive. It's probably some of those brands that are making those uh, extreme ABVs. Well, I don't know they're necessarily making extreme ABVs, but they're they're, they're selling themselves on, on, on traditional style. Yeah. Whatever. 
Um, then you actually ferment the piñas. So during the fermentation process, the sugars are transferred into alcohol, of course, within the sealed 60,000 liter capacity stainless steel tanks in an insulated hall. The process takes about 72 hours, which is actually fairly quick, uh, yielding a wort with an alcohol level of 4 to 7% and used um, with a uh, or uses a proprietary strain of yeast, which plays a major role in the distinct body, flavor, and aroma of these tequilas. Um, most... <laughs> Look, I'm just surprised we made it this long before I started doing that. <laughs> most uh, brands of alcoholic beverage around the world will use their own... Uh, major alcoholic beverage will use their own proprietary brand. Um, tequilas bourbons, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be a yeast that's very much specific to that style of fermentation um, and using those types of sugars as the primary form of uh, sugar for the fermentation that that yeast latches onto and likes to use. Um, Esplan distillers, however, play rock music during fermentation and yeast sways to the rhythm of the music, Oropeza says. <laughs> um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do you think they're playing? They're uh, they're probably playing like like not the rock music that I'm hoping they're playing, <laughs> but it's Montana. Metal or is that just being, <laughs> oh. that's just being that's racist. That's all. Is that just being racist? I think the water is being racist. <laughs> the water used is put through a reverse osmosis process to achieve maximum purity, and it is sourced from a 250 meter deep natural well that provides tequila with a light, sweet, soft flavor. It does not matter if it's a reverse osmosis filter. It doesn't matter where that water's from. It's just going to be water and nothing else at the end of uh, that osmosis. Okay, because I, I was going to say because a reverse osmosis means instead of going from it should mean instead of going from high to a low. That's exactly what it's it should high be going to low. From, it should be going from 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 a low to high if it's reverse. So like I guess nope. a, no, because no. osmosis so, is going from a, from a high thing to a low to, to balance out to get to homeostasis. I understand what you're saying. Um, reverse osmosis basically means that you take a uh, a liquid and you pass it through a filter that will filter out basically everything that isn't just water for the most okay. part okay sorry it's not the actual reverse of osmosis right it's just uh okay. if you were to put let me let me say this so if you were to put salt on one side of a membrane and no salt on the other the direct osmosis process would take water from the no salt side and put it on the salt side mm -hmm. um but because reverse osmosis you're pushing it and you're basically straining out all the salt in order to make it pure water you're pushing um, it real good da, da, push da, it, da, push da, it. Da, so it doesn't really matter where that water's coming from if it's reverse osmosis filtered it's as pure water as you can get um, for the most part the distillation process is simple in theory the agave wort or mostos is heated to evaporate the alcohol, which is then condensed and collected, but extremely complex in practice. There are two types of distillation processes, column stills and pot stills. Column stills, also called coffee stills, is the modern method used for continuous process that does not require multiple distillations to yield a light, fruity spirit. It basically extracts just alcohol and nothing else. So none of those other flavors are going to be in there. Congeners, I think, is what you were getting ready to say. No, I was going to say coffee with a Y, not with two E's. Ah, uh, true that. 
but but that that would have been a good second guess. Ah. Um, but then there's also the Pontstill method, also called the, called the alembic or batch small batch. Uh, it's a traditional method. Yields the oily, heavy earthen style spirit. So you're getting more flavor. You're you're going to pull in that column still uh, a spirit that's probably close to 80, 90 percent, maybe even 95 percent alcohol, um, and nothing else there. But the pot still, you're going to pull in that first attempt something like 12 15 percent alcohol maybe up to 25 30 percent at the very high end um, uh, unlike unlike your your scotch and your irish whiskey you're going to have using both of them as opposed to irish whiskey which was traditionally uses mostly pot still and scotch which uses mostly column yeah which is what it sounds like for this for this method is they're using pot and column still versus just pot still or just column still um even in like every other every other major liquor in the world that i know of uses either column still or pot still but not both which i find is pretty cool and pretty unique for espelon tequila um, to use both of those at least as far as my knowledge goes um if you know of other things let me know um at casey we just Price. call that crack pipe distilling uh, uh, it's just in a column it's just basically making a pipe I no understand. no no it's, it's 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 less like crack pipe because crack pipe would be like like i'm trying to do your best to mainline it instead it's <laughs> it's trying to to do to do extra distilling to get well okay I get, never mind you're you're kind of correct in giving me the most pure form of it which would be crack but so <laughs> column still is just basically alcohol no flavor and pot still is a lot of flavor of a very little alcohol so if they combine these two it really explains a lot on why i like esplan more than most tequilas because if other tequilas are using just the pot still method it's way too much flavor for me it's way too much tequila e mist yeah. Hmm. Uh, where Espelon is kind of very mellow and very, uh, very much extremely approachable. I hadn't yeah. thought of, I hadn't thought about it like that, but Espelon for me usually has like it has flavor. It's not like vodka where it's like nothing, but it is like especially like their 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 Blanco, which is very just. This like is nice this is your this flavor. Is, yeah, this there is a flavor. But it is one thing. It is here what you're trying to enjoy. And then past that, like it's clean. Like yeah. you get you get the one thing and that's it. And that's you know, their master distiller knows what's up. <laughs> it's a very interesting process and I like it. Um uh, I I, I want to try this maybe in some other small batch experiments, <laughs> if you will. You're really, Casey? Uh, where where do you have a column still? Yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I might be able to like find what? a distillery or something. It, I don't it's know. It's a good it's a good question. Let's let's not ask it legally. I know where there's a three story column <laughs> still, not a quarter mile from us. <laughs> let's not ask where the pot still is. So both methods are used for Espelon. The pot still distillation used for crafting Espelon takes five and a half hours per batch, longer than the industry standard of three and a half hours. It really doesn't matter to me um, how long it takes because as long as you are it, it, like five and a half hours and three and a half hours could be the difference of a uh, thousand gallons and 1500 gallons. I mean, it really doesn't matter as far as it, that goes. We're talking like, like, points of a percent 
it, 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 yeah, as long as you're distilling at the right rate, um, it could be just based off of how much you're distilling at one time. So it may take, you know, it, it may take three hours for a train that's leaving Chicago at 50 miles an hour or whatever. Um, oh, God, I knew it would happen. <laughs> but I paid attention. It's all about it's all about how much you've got in that pot to start with. Um, if you've got fifty gallons that you're transferring versus thirty gallons that you're transferring, it's still the same rate if you're doing five and a half hours or three and a half hours. So it doesn't matter to me that much as long as they're they're getting some of that flavor still. It's it's basically a more of a marketing thing to say, hey, we're doing it this long rather than doing it this long. Exactly. Because as soon as I hear, oh, they're doing five and a half hours. Oh, they're doing more than the industry standard. <laughs> That's got to be a better product. That's better. Yeah. Um, so it allows, they're saying it allows more flavors to be extracted. Distillation takes place twice, however, with the heads and tails cut each time to preserve only the best liquid in the stainless steel pot stills. Um, I still feel like they're trying to catch a lot of that flavor because otherwise it would taste like vodka and not like tequila. Well, the, so, flavor, the flavor would all be in the heart, right? Because the head is basically ethanol mm. and the tails is like leftovers you run back through again so sorry sorry i'm just saying like that's 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 my understanding as of brandy which works like that so yes and no so you're oh good i'm half right your column stills it's basically all hearts it's all pure ethanol it's like a a chemical process or a um a a physical process that's basically just taking ethanol and pulling it out in a pot still, you're pulling out in the hearts a a gradient. So at the at any stage within that that process, you're pulling out a certain percentage of pure ethanol, and then you're pulling out a certain percentage of flavoring um, congeners is the fla- is the, the term, but other things that are more flavor and not necessarily poison pure ethanol. There's very little, if you do it well, there's very little methanol in any distillation. So you take off 5% and you've pretty much taken care of, don't, you know, don't quote me on this, but most of the methanol in the whole process is taken out at 5% off the heads. When you get into the tails though, that's when you actually get into flavor. Um, the tails is, actually is, hold a is, lot of flavor. Is the tails flavor country? The, the tells is flavor country, but you don't want too much flavor country or else you end up being on Brookback Mountain. <laughs> well, maybe some of us want to be there. Well, maybe, if, maybe you, we do. if you want to be on, on, on flavor country, you're more than welcome to. But it ends up smelling and tasting a little bit like wet dog once you get down to that territory. Um, so you, you kind of pull a little bit of that because that's what makes whiskey taste like whiskey instead of vodka. But any more than what you really have to have, and you're you're getting into an area that you're going to have bad flavored tequila, bad flavored whiskey, low proof, and bad flavored liquor. So I have a question, Casey. As far as distillation goes, uh, there's a catchphrase I want to see how well it stands up to. How does the phrase "clear eyes, full hearts can't lose"? sound in terms of distillation i have no idea okay sorry it was a um it's from friday night lights ah uh and because it had hearts and 
It, it, whatever, whatever. Gotcha. I, I was trying to be clever and it didn't work. And I understand. Fine. I get it. I should get off the show. <laughs> so the first dis- distillation that um, this this brand uses is called Desitrosaminto. Uh, Desitrosaminto. Desitrosaminto. It takes a couple hours and yields a low-proof liquid with an alcohol level of uh, 28%, known as Ordinario, also known in most of the rest of American whiskey as low wines. Um, actually, high wines at that point. That's <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's, that's kind of high. Low, wine. low wines end up being like 14 to 20%, somewhere in that range. Um, so Ordinario, uh, that's actually high. Uh, I don't high know alcohol. if it was you who taught me that or if it's just we were on the same wavelength because I just went like, yeah, it's like 14 to 20 for a wine for low end, right? I was like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I also, why why don't man English sounds so boring when you can have words like ordinario. Ordinario. Why would you call it ordinary when it could be ordinario? So then they take that distillation uh, from the pot still and distill it a second time because that's what you do with pot still liquor. You don't have to do it with this column still, but you do it with pot still liquor and you get a fifty five percent alcohol called rectifado. Uh, rectificado. Rectificado. <laughs> Sorry, um, I thought Casey got just got a thing, explicit label just then. <laughs> uh, Ricky Rectificado. My brain was going focaccia. I don't know. Uh, uh, and it takes about another three to four hours a year to yield a spirit strength liquid of that 55% alcohol. More than half of the final blend after distillation is heart of the agave, resulting in a balanced, approachable tequila with a sweet and smooth flavor. Um, that's what they have as the Espelon Blanco tequila. Um, which, is, which is pretty great. Yeah. So whenever, uh, I would hope that more than half is, but what they do is they add water. So you've got 55% and then you've got 95, 93% from the column still. You'll combine those two together and you'll add water back to to get it down to, I think, the even the Añejo is... Uh, <laughs> 40%, but they probably put it into um, bottles. Uh, uh, sorry, they probably put it into barrels a little bit higher. They put it into bottles at 40%. Um, so they'll back it off a little bit, just filtered water. Uh, tequila is generally aged in used French or American oak barrels. Espelon, however, ages in only virgin American oak barrels featuring a lighter number two chart and port more subtle caramel and vanilla notes to ensure a so, no additional influences wait, for a true pure holy taste. Crap. What you're telling me is something they adhere to the, like, the Kentucky standard of yes. new charred white oak only. Nothing. So, nothing this, is, this is like the first non-bourbon that doesn't use bourbon barrels? Wait. So this is 100% Espelon tequila, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is aged in virgin American oak barrels with a light char. And then, if you look here, it is finished in bourbon barrels. Okay. Mm. It's it so, both barrels. So it's, it's, it's obviously you can't call it Espelon bourbon, but it's it it, it, it uses both. Uh, it, it can't be bourbon because it doesn't have 51% corn. It's not and done in the United States. There's a lot of other criteria that it has to has to adhere by. But basically, 
it is aged in the very similar way to what bourbon is aged. And so they'll take it and age it in a virgin oak barrel, a brand new oak barrel, give it a little bit more char flavor. Uh, Most American bourbons are aged in number four char, also called alligator char. While um, number two how much, char. How much does the alligator char show up on uh, polo shirts? <laughs> uh, uh, polo for the actual polo, not also, <laughs> not just, not just a polo, um, uh, kind of like we call it Xerox for a copier. Um, but okay. yes. Uh, so tequila is generally aged in French but, or American but, oak, but sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, just, just, I, I just meant to it real quick. All of a sudden, I understand entirely why we all like this tequila more than every other tequila we have. We just like is this the bourbon in Mexico? Like, when we were doing a tequila episode, we all so <laughs> it has to be brought up that we all, by complete accident, that's a good point. Espelon, yeah. we bought the exact same Espelon tequila. Without any assistance from a store, we all just went in on our own research and everything and just went full in on the exact same Espelon tequila. Wait, um, what's that? I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that we none of us knew that the Espelon tequila oh. was, was aged, at least initially, in virgin barrels. Yeah, no, we didn't. So I have, all, I have all except for the Añejo X. Like, uh, Añe- oh. uh, Espelon is my favorite tequila. So it's it, it well, become our center tequila episode. Yes. But yeah. for the tequila episode, we all bought the Reposado. We all just went in and we were like, well, that's the middle of the road. And we know this brand is a, you know, pretty well-spoken of brand. And we all, and it's just like, no. And the, they basically follow the tenets of bourbon when it comes to aging their product. And it's, I don't know. It's just, this is, yeah. this is the most Kentucky we've ever been. It, it was meant to be that this is the tequila that we were just like gravitated to. So uh, the tequila, of course, gets a lot of flavor from that caramel, vanilla notes that you're going to get in the Reposado style of being rested in a barrel. Um, they're 200 liter barrels. So wait, 200 liters, 53 gallons, give or take, um, is what they age in. That's about the size of a bourbon barrel. So let me just say, so this tequila is aged in a bourbon barrel size barrel, which is about half the size, maybe a little bit less than half the size of your traditional industry standard 500 liter barrel. By the way, we're going to talk a little bit about this later. Once we start talking about like their, you know, their special versions of, of this, but but the Blanco is made basically just a pure pure virgin barrels plus a little bit of aging and something else which probably explains why it has a flavor that i can stomach (laughs) so of course aging increases color deepens sharpness minimizes because you're you're mellowing that out Uh, flavor kind of builds up with more caramelized favorite flavors rather than the um agave style flavors and then um strength and volume will decrease and that's i think please casey tell us tell us how you feel uh, well i'm I'm just saying you are in mexico Mm -hmm. mexico has much higher temperatures than the u.s 
So with those higher average. temperatures, you're going to evaporate at a different rate than you would inside of the U.S. Are you saying and... we should squeeze their barrels for more of that angel share? <laughs> I was saying he's an angel share is a bit higher. In it's Mexico. the Diablo share. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let me go ahead and claim that as a branding TM. material. T of... TM. Jim Beam, Jim Beam beat you to that. They have the devil's cut. They have no, the devil's no, no, cut, no, no. but not, not the Diablo share. share. Diablo share, okay. You know, so, like how, how poplars and oh, yeah. five years. I, I No, I won't even give it five years. I'll give it three years before there is a tequila or at least in a, a mezcal of Diablo share. And if there isn't in three years, I'm going to make one that's that's Diablo share in three years. Um, so we take this tequila out. You're going to have um, the the, the sure, sharpness. Sure, it's not spelled with a C, right? Uh, ooh, with the CH. It's spelled with an SH. I'm just drunk and had a typo. Sorry, that was not meant to be a trap. <laughs> no, I'm thinking uh, Share. Okay, <laughs> C H A R E. Um, Fair enough. Diablo Share. Um, but I wonder what the what the Spanish for share is. There Either is, way, I'm just saying right now there is nothing on Google for Diablo share in the first like ten. Compartir, compartir. Okay. Uh, is is share in uh, Diablo's compartir? Um, okay, I can deal with that. Uh, <laughs> when you all see him with the new beverage brand in three months, <laughs> you know you'll know where that's coming from. Three months uh, seems about right. Look, uh, a lot of breweries getting uh, licenses to distill. I can't be a tequila right brand, now. though, because we're not in the, the Mexico Jalisco region. Well, so you have to be yeah, but you may be a. But it can be still be a mezcal. 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 mezcal, there you go. Um, so, a, okay, that, okay, continue talking while I look up if there's an American mezcal. <laughs> Anyways, the, the Reposado brands rest between three and five months, and Yeho's rest between uh, 12 months. 10 months, uh, somewhere around there in new American oak barrels. And the final two months, uh, for this brand specifically, um, is in wild Turkey bourbon barrels with a number four char, of course, because hmm. it is a bourbon. And so you get that Añejo tequila, 10 months in American new oak barrels. And then that last two months in bourbon barrels, wild Turkey. Right. By the way, uh, mezcal, uh, for our eventual mezcal episode we we do there is a geographical indication originally limited to the states of uh Oshakaka Oshaka uh Guerrero Durango San Luis uh, San Luis uh Potsi Puebla and Zacatza uh or and similar approximate in Jalisco uh Guadalajara Michicona and Tulum plus so right around the Jalisco region. So it's like the borders of uh, Jalisco. They say similar product, which I'm pretty sure they mean is tequila. So basically, I think you have to be in Mexico to make mezcal in the way that you have to be in America like to, make, to make bourbon. And if yeah. you're in Kentucky, you make the truest bourbon. <laughs> I am the truest bourbon. <laughs> Indeed. Well, uh, so we've already touched on it a little bit, but let's get into what Espelon actually makes. So they make they make the good stuff. Well, Brittany, okay, play yes. the what we're drinking it. No, it's fine. Uh, I, 
yes in a minute uh <laughs> uh so first off uh, as we've mentioned blanco oh um have we mentioned it the have one we mentioned their tequila blanco the one that starts them all 100 percent blue weber agave uh all of our tequilas start with espelon blanco unaged blanco is the purest expression of espelon tequila created in the famed hills of los altos los altos our Blanco tequila is double distilled using column and pot stills to give it a perfectly smooth and balanced taste profile. Great on the rocks. This is the one you'll love shaking into all the best tequila cocktails. Um, so this is the clear with a platinum cast, it says. So this is this is south of the border moonshine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Delicate sweet agave on the nose, floral, tropical fruit, and lemon zest aromas with a hint of pepper. Uh, tastes um, is soft mouthfeel, light to medium bodied palate with bright agave flavor. Notes of pepper, vanilla bean, grilled pineapple. Oh my god, I love grilled pineapple and spice. Uh, elegant, <sighs> clean finish that ends with a hint of spice. I have never heard someone describe moonshine in such a way. Yeah, no, this I think this wins uh that did, that does, it did not include pure lighter fluid. Yeah. That's which true. is basically <laughs> what moonshine is. Uh I I still haven't had the um the Blanco, so I don't know. Have you have you had it? I haven't had it. Okay. It's that and the reposado are basically all you can find now. That's true. Uh so next up we have the reposado. Um mm. so this is the one that's rested between three and five months in the new American oak barrels. <laughs> We know beers that spend longer in American oak. <laughs> yeah, than that's, that. that's true. Uh, tequila Reposado starts off life uh, as a Blanco, of course. Uh, it's then rested in lightly charred new American oak barrels to create a more complex and well-rounded character uniquely Espadon. Uh, <laughs> this one begs to be shared in cocktails that deserve even greater tequila character. Uh, so this one has the golden hue to it. Um, ours is less a little golden than the picture on the website shows. Not, uh, ours is a little well, like okay. in the in the in the bottle. In the glass, it's a little clear. Yeah. No, it's actually it's much the less. The color gold. has fallen out. It was more. Um, but granted, it has been in this. It's bottle. been here for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so the nose spicy with before a hint. your son was born. Yeah, that's true. Oh God, it is, isn't it? This is, this is like a <laughs> two-year-old bottle. Yeah. Oh, well, he's not quite two, but yeah. No. Well, no, no, because two you, seems about two years old. Yeah. From when we did it, because you were pregnant. Good so you God. Couldn't... Yeah. When yeah. Casey, when did my grandfather die? Oh. <laughs> that's two years ago. That seems about right. Eighteen yeah. months ago, something like that. Man. Yeah, so that we've, yeah, because okay. we did tequila for yeah. Cinco de Cuatro last, yeah, of the year before last. Uh, okay, well, because we can see it's why you didn't have have it last time, Brittany. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe that. maybe what's why Chris is pr pushing on you now. We conceived uh -huh. just after St. Patrick's Day because that was her last day drinking. That's that more year. information than I needed. Well, no, it was like St. Patrick's Day was like her last day out having a good time. So I only had like a couple beers and she got drunk. Yeah. I, uh, look, I, 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 I have I have more information than I needed. No, That's like all doctor, I'm saying. There was not, a doctor's appointment involved. Like it wasn't. Uh huh. A, uh huh. The doctor is like, yeah, no, she would. Never mind. Got, you got drunk before the doctor's appointment? 
let's just stop case we're just gonna make this worse yeah <laughs> yep 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 uh the weekend before because she knew she wasn't <laughs> drinking for the next nine months okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> So uh, it notes that the aroma is a spicy, uh, spicy with a hint of caramel fudge, which sounds just fine. What? I yeah, <laughs> that's the aroma. Hints, hint. hints of caramel fudge. That's very specific. For which one? For the, uh, For the reposado. Reposado. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting caramel fudge no. off of this at all. Uh, so the taste: bold, round palate, medium to full-bodied, with a rich uh, roasted agave. You definitely get a roasty quality from it. Yeah. Uh, sweet tropical fruit, vanilla, and brown spices with a long spicy finish. I don't get the spicy finish, but the rest of that is 100% it's, on it's the nose. It's on point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, not the fudge. Yeah, that's a little No, weird. No fudge to be found. <laughs> uh, so next it's is the Añejo. Uh, Casey, you said you have this one, the Añejo? Yeah, that's what I've been drinking. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, I get the fudge. I don't know if it's because they told me I should have fudge. Right, right. There, there is a whole lot of that. <laughs> That's always like, the tricky placebo bit. effect that yeah. when you're here, I get you're... the fudge. It's dark. <laughs> like it's fudge. not light can, at can all. We make, no, can no, we no. cut that out? Can we make that a thing of Casey saying he's he gets the fudge? But uh, dark fudge. <sighs> it's so interesting because dark fudge does not have to have such a dark flavor. Like it's almost fruit. It's almost stone fruit. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's yeah. like a light. It's not like dark chocolate is, I know what you're a, saying. is a burnt flavor. It's a lot of light fruitiness, to be completely honest. So are you are you talking about the which one? The, uh, the Reposado. The Reposado. Oh, oh Reposado. Okay. Reposado. Reposado. I was going to say, I, I, I see it in the Reposado. I was going to say, I was going to be surprised if you're still seeing that in Indiana. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so because the añejo it says uh, is aged in ten months, uh, in and the new American oak barrels and finished. This is the one that's finished for two months in the wild turkey barrels. So important distinction there. To know, it, yes, because same parent company. Well, okay, yes, but still different. That you're gonna get a different flavor profile. Okay, no, it just bears to mention. Yeah, like we're like if you're slowly through these other episodes, rounding out who owns what bourbon distilleries. Yeah, right. It's it's like oh, we're doing wild turkey. Yeah, no, they're owned by Campari. Like it's 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 fine. That's not bad. It's we just, just need a we need a chart like they have in America the book or like on oh, yeah, that, the, like the, the just one the, that's like, about who media. owns everybody else. Yeah, because the America have... the book shows who owns what media owns what other media. Mm. It needs to be what uh, what conglomerate owns what yeah what drinks. You don't have just Can I... all, you don't have just off screen a a a a, 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 a like yarn string <laughs> chart of who owns what. No. We can't update it unless we're strung out and smoking. <laughs> we don't all yeah, have Charlie Day. The only way you could fill it out. <laughs> so, well, we'll wait until we get off of yeah, yeah. recorded right. air. Anyway, for that, but, but before we discuss my 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 strung out heroin, strung outness. Um, <laughs> Reposado to me, yeah, is the only tequila anyone should ever buy. It's, really, it's if you're going to buy one tequila. By Reposado, not Añejo, not Blanco, Reposado. That's so you if basically that's how I live my bourbon life and everything. You find that sweet, affordable middle that's 
respectable enough to drink on its own straight, mm. or you don't feel bad for mixing it with something. So here's the thing. The Blanco shows up on a number of lists for affordable tequila you can mix with anything. That's fair. And still making really good drinks. But I want to taste it. Say I still haven't had it, so I don't I can't compare anything. But uh all right, we'll do a prisoner exchange next time I'm up. Yeah. Uh so the Añejo starts as a Blanco, of course, general theme here. Uh finishes as something entirely unique. First aged in New American oak for 10 months. It's then placed into deeply charred bourbon whiskey barrels and aged two months longer to create a tequila rich in character with a taste all its own. This one deserves to be sipped alone or with an ice cube. Uh, so this and says ice cube, not two, and not uh, yes. three. Correct. Four, five is right out. <laughs> uh, so the color, it is beautifully bright with a reddish gold hue. Sounds delightful. Brandy, the nose. Scroll down on your screen share so I can see. Oh, the... that's a good point. Yeah. Show show us that beautiful bottle. Oh. It doesn't look that. Show... Show, show me that. No, I can see. I can so, see. The Añejo and the Añejo X have become... So the Añejo X, I saw it on shelves when we did our original tequila episode. And I was like, oh, we should have got that. But it was incredibly expensive. And I was like, yeah. yeah. No yeah. Now I haven't seen now it Now it's like nowhere since. to be found, yeah. And the regular Añejo, the yeah. Añejo has become increasingly harder to find. Mm. And I'm just saying, like, isn't that really the story of the show? Oh, I should have got that. Oh, we yeah. are like always That's on true. the heels of everything. Only like rub by, it in, Casey. Jeez. Only by the grace. <laughs> You're of... more than welcome to come up here and have a drink. Yeah. We... All right, I'm getting in my car. I don't know how much, how how often the cops are going to pull let me, me, but let's find out. Let me say this. The... Oh, okay, hold on. Let, let's find out before I get in the car. The text of Espelon says you should have Espelon and Yeho with nothing more than a cube of ice. But on their own website, they give you a cocktail. Well, yeah. <laughs> with well. agave, nectar, and Angostura bitters, and orange bitters, and all kinds of stuff. That's the only time that one's in a cocktail recipe, too. Mm -hmm. Because they like money. <laughs> they, money. they do like money. Uh, okay, so anyway. The, the yeah, nose of the owned by, I would say they're owned by Campari. They like money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is saying it a balance of roasted agave and wood for on the mm. nose with hints of dried fruits and butterscotch. That's oh, yes. Okay, once you say butterscotch, I'm like, yep, Brittany, I can butterscotch. only get so erect. <laughs> I do get I do get some cedar. <laughs> oh, cedar. Casey, I can only get so erect <laughs> and uh, pine. Some oddly good, enough some nice fresh cut cedar will uh will do so the, job. the taste medium to full-bodied wonderfully balanced with velvety mouthfeel subtle mm. notes of caramel vanilla mm. dried fruits and even chocolate aimed oh. at discerning palates oh all right lean okay sorry let's get to the <laughs> finally one, the big the... one that we were all hoping to find for this episode and then no it flew the coop. and also the one that's kind of bothering me because I but it's Añejo X but I want to say 10 and I'm like there's nothing 10 about this like At nowhere least. does it say 10 anything it's uh, not an iPhone it's yeah. uh, so Añejo Diaz it's an X because Añejo it's Diaz. extra aged it turns out extra uh, uh, so it's aged for 6 years in American Oak oh god 
<laughs> Sorry, that was just so how excited I got. Oh, so it is. Part. What just happened? If it wasn't for geography, I think he hurt himself. If it wasn't for geography, it basically would be a bourbon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I'm sorry if you saw that boner through sound. Geography and corn are all that keep that from being bourbon. Let, let's. <laughs> that that needs to be a T-shirt. If geography, geography and corn. corn. <laughs> oh, it hurts. First off, have you all ever played boner chicken? <laughs> What? Have we so boner chicken? Boner chicken. Boner I've played. Chicken. I've played gay chicken, but it's close. boner chicken is this? Is that something Gonzo plays? Let's let's <laughs> let's do this after the show, and I'll I'll, I'll teach you that, boner that, chicken. So that's when it comes to like eighties pop culture, and so, uh, you come to a a Muppet no, like character like, with an no 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 chickens, you have to ask: Do they want to screw it, or do they want to eat it? No, it's late. It's 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 uh, early '90s uh, live action TV, and it's Growing Pains. And did Boner from Growing Pains have sex with a chicken? What? I didn't that's watch Growing much, Pains. That's much on. better than what the actual um, <laughs> the actual Boner Chicken is. Okay, well, okay. show me that smile again. <laughs> I watched that show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we're gonna finish this one day, guys. I swear. I was a fan of the Wonder Years. Sorry, <laughs> I needed Wonder Daniel Stern. Hand, I needed Daniel Stern handing me my voiceovers. Uh, so okay, Anyayo X uh, secretly laid to rest for six long years. The extra aging creates a tequila of rich, complex flavors and uncommon character. Uh, there's only one Anyayo X, and once the limited quality is gone or quantity is gone. It's gone forever. This is the one you'll stash and bring out to enjoy straight on special occasions. Each black glass bottle is handmade in Mexico and a proud tribute to the Mexican art form of the Barro Negro. So what you're saying is I screwed up by not buying a bottle when I saw it. Yes. Uh, the color <laughs> is beautifully rich, Ouch. deep golden hue. Uh, the nose slightly oral yet subtly smoky. Wait, 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 wait. The, the nose is oral? oral? I'm confused. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, let me see. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Casey, Casey, please tell me I'm being dumb, and there's no way that that makes sense. Nose is oral. Right? It, Go ahead is, and someone no. Google oral nose. <laughs> I'll wait. You All can right, fine. I, at feedback at heavenreakshow.com and I'll I'll take I'll take whatever okay. you found. You look that up. I'm gonna continue. I'm Over gonna nose. guess I'm gonna guess they were sub- trying to say slightly floral. Oh okay floral might well yeah. Okay um by by the way first first pop up in the uh uh in the the uh, what's it what's it is when you see the first search result in uh, SEO right something mm, like that yeah, yeah. Overview of mouth, nose, and throat cancers. Okay. So, you know what? Never mind. The FL (laughs) fell out of this. Yeah, it had to. Someone was typing it up. Uh, Okay. okay. But then it says, yeah, subtly smoky, and you're like, floral and smoky. No, no. uh, Justin's original (laughs) statement holds up. (laughs) Slightly smoky, and we're talking, he was talking about. 
throat cancer. Ah, uh, oh. <laughs> right. I, okay. uh, no, it's fine. Anyway, uh, it's prominent roasted agave nose marries with baking spices and hints of toasted almond, vanilla, ripened pineapple, maple, and oak. Oh my what god. Are, what are baking spices? I don't bake. Um, Allspice, ginger, uh, cinnamon, anise. Oh, okay. anise, clove, yeah. Yeah. cinnamon. All right, so basically <laughs> almost <laughs> none of the spices I want. Oh, you don't like cinnamon? No. Bless I your live heart. for cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's... I live for cinnamon. Uh, okay, so. CT Crunch. <laughs> uh, the taste prominent vanilla notes uh, with notes of nutmeg and white peppercorn, joined by hints of cacao nibs. Or, I'm sorry, cocoa nibs, different thing. Bitter chocolate, rich roasted there's fruit. There's an A there. It's cocoa. It's just, it has there's an A. There's cacao. Cocoa is with no A. Okay, whatever. Rich mouthfeel with what? <laughs> Lingering traces of dark chocolate, cherry, tobacco, and honey. Tobacco. Ew. Um, tobacco. Now, okay. now I have to look up cocoa, cocoa versus cacao in spelling. Cacao is C-A-C-A-O. Right? Yeah, okay. So C-A-C-A-O is cacao. So this is cocoa. Either way, that's not the point. Point is, that's a very complex sounding drink. <laughs> Everybody's like googling stuff right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, there's a lot of typing. As I'm, I, I uh, never mind. Let's, let's continue on. I'm, I'm, pe- I'm emailing. Casey's emailing us on right now. I really am. <laughs> I have you no are, doubt that I, you there, are. There is, there is, there is, there is negative one hundred percent doubt that he is. <laughs> it's who I am. No <laughs> judgment, you, Casey. <laughs> there was no judgment. There was just like, yeah, no, yeah, we, yeah, we know that you're. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get to it. Let's finally get to what we're drinking. <laughs> make Brittany, make Brittany drink that drink. Drink with me, friend. Because she needs a refill. Drink, She's drink, drink, drink. Unfortunately, drink, that drink, is not drink. the sound that Do we not, uh, don't are getting. Don't shot it. Just take a good sip. Like it's a. I'm not shooting it. What like it's a whiskey. About? Drink it like it's a whiskey, not like it's a tequila. Because despite us doing a tequila, it seems to be aged in bourbon barrels. If it's older than what I have. <laughs> so yeah, so we have um, we have the reposado, and it's quite good. It. As in no way what I'm reading right now. <laughs> That's what we're Point. drinking right now. So um, <laughs> the rest of the episode, we were drinking the 2019 double oaked Mastodon from Rheingeist. Yes. Uh, native to Cincinnati. Belgian dark style ale, 14% ABV. Because we apparently have a, a secret goal of getting sick. <laughs> oh. Uh, 28 IBUs. A looming leviathan of mammoth complexity. This multi-megafauna bellows notes of white pepper, banana, peach, and apricot. Hibernating first in freshly used bourbon barrels, and then red wine barrels. This beast of a Belgian-style dark ale gains an epoch's worth tannic depth and oaky wisdom. Uh, Red, red wine! Yeah. I saw you about to grab the mic, and I was like, "What's gonna? Where are we going? Where are we you knew it was going to red, red wine." 
It was it was a toss up. It was a know. very good beer. Uh, yeah, it was not um, as good as the tequila though. I'm not gonna lie though; I actually don't remember the beer that well. Um, this is my good. second shot glass of tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tequila will make you forget the red, red wine. <laughs> it it out, even if it makes you feel so fine, make your N95 mask come off all the time. Sorry, <laughs> I continue on with, with the lyrics. Just, uh, <laughs> I should have gotten my my wee bear bears mask. I sent Bob wee a bear earlier. bears. She my bought stack a, goals. She's got a she <laughs> bought a mask that has the stack and it says hashtags. Oh no no no! She sent it to me. I saw it. Yeah, because uh, I was like, Bob will appreciate this. Um, I'm thinking about ordering a Courage the Cowardly Dog mask. It's yeah, just, that website's pretty great, actually. It's just <laughs> the mask will be just him screaming on the front. I'm like, no, that's no, look. I'm just saying, certain people will get certain images, and whenever whenever a certain mask shows up. Anyway, so this is a really good tequila. And did you send me a mask with a giant dick on it? I did not send you a mask of it. I meant for me, like no. <laughs> which has a giant dick on it. It's <laughs> like, are you? I don't understand. Okay. I don't mean a um, picture of a giant dick. It's just going to be a giant dildo to the front of this <laughs> mask. What other kind of masks are allowed to be worn right now? I, don't, I mean, oh. you need a mask that encourages social distance. That encourages fellatio. Oh, oh. <laughs> like you do. This is such a tequila <laughs> episode. Uh, so, called <laughs> it. So all yeah. I've got to say is with the uh, the tequila, from my perspective, going back and revisiting it, although ours has mellowed extremely, I will say, in the bottle. It's definitely lost color compared to the picture the that's color, on the website, that's for sure. It, the color and, wasn't this pale when I got the bottle. So yeah. if you hold it up to the camera. It's so like, it is a like fantastic tequila, but... It is not that color at all. That's after like two years the yeah. all the color has fallen out of it so i will say buy your espalon fresh yeah i would love to try you the know, color fresh... makes your color fall off <laughs> i would love to try a fresher version but also I, i'd like to try the blanco like i i guess i would love to just do like a tasting for espalon you know uh, i mean maybe that's that's an episode in our future Ooh. Maybe maybe several of us buy individual bottles, and we. we... I will. I will one hundred percent buy the Espelon X. Good luck, it's because you get to keep it. That, no, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. don't say you have to find it. I guarantee you, Casey will be able to talk his way into that. This isn't even talking his way into it. He's just like, I'm Casey gonna... has that luck. He's going to walk <sighs> the next liquor store he walks into. will have just gotten a bottle Casey, in on shipment and they don't know what they're going to do with it. So Never let's sell it to him for half price. You, you, no, 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 no. Hold you on. have Never that mind. exactly right, Chris. He does, but I'm just saying Casey will talk post show when we're not live because I have, I have an idea who you may or may not talk to. Casey just has this look. He's going to walk into a liquor store. It'll be a liquor store he's never been to before. He's going to walk in, and they just got on random shipment this bottle. And they don't usually sell tequila. They don't know what they're going to do with you it. Know, they're like, at cost, just we'll say, just shoot this bottle me, to you. Let me just say. Oh, hold, on, hold on, Casey. I just want to say, this is how much we love Casey. We are so envious of the life he lives. <laughs> that this becomes a running gag for us. That he's like, oh, no. he Casey just stumbles into everything he wants. It's not necessarily true. I'm just saying that <laughs> some of us are envious of Casey. You should not be envious of hard work. Shh. 
<laughs> one, yes, I should, but that's <laughs> neither so here nor there. What happens here is I do not just stumble in. <laughs> it seems Casey way, makes huh? relationships. Nay, nay. You don't? I go into every liquor store that I see on the side of the road. <laughs> and you it's like Facebook. You only see the highlights of somebody's life. How is yeah. how is Casey makes relationships not the same as Casey is the Facebook of liquor stores? You don't it's see the, the 15 thing. liquor stores that I go in that don't have anything that's good. You mm. only see the one liquor store that I go in that actually has something that's worthwhile. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Yeah. We'll talk we'll talk post show. <laughs> okay, so we we need to get there. We do. We do need to get there. And let's start by uh, saying that everything that I need to say about what I've drinking has been said in the episode in, in the episode itself. I've been drinking and, Espelon Blanco. And I have been drinking Espelon and Yeho mixed with one half part of agave nectar and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, Full Circle, which is our local supermarket brand that, that, of Agave Necker. I'm just saying that made my back feel less bad. <laughs> uh, the light Agave Nectar, not the dark, which apparently my my local supermarket has carried both of. Uh, so two parts Espelon, half a part of Agave Nectar, which you could also say it's one, it's th- four parts Agave Espelon Añejo, one part and Yeho, or I mean Agave Nectar, Does two crack. dashes of Angostura bitters. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And two dashes of orange bitters, but I actually subbed it for Pichards. Um, mm. I think Pichards is not technically orange, but it's more grapefruity. No, uh, but yeah, that, 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 I feel like that's correct. Eh, it's close enough, right? Uh, look, look. Whether it's 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 officially correct and whether it's actually correct are two different statements. I'm saying it's actually correct. Listen, if you want, instead of the orange bitters, if you want to add a Oaxaca bitters, um, Oaxaca mole, and add a little chocolatey chili to this, I think you probably wouldn't be bad off. I love doing that. That's- that. That's the almost exact cocktail that uh, they have listed that Brittany has pulled up, and it's got Ooh. the rooster waving a glass. <laughs> hey, that's girl. That's what it says. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Uh, no, uh, I'm just drinking. I, I have just been drinking for this entire episode uh, Reposado Blanco, and it actually has um, more flavor than you expect, expect from a, uh, something that's called Blanco. It has a nice um, bit of sweetness, a bit of citrus, but generally it's uh, – I, I understand that you could put this in many cocktails and come out with a very exceptional, hmm. exceptional cocktail. Uh, it, it is listed a number of times in the most uh, – most uh, affordable uh if you have to build your basic liquor shelf espelon blanco is a good thing for your mixers that makes sense so so espelon blanc uh, espelon across the board i think you should have one of the añejo one of the reposado and one of the blancos in your liquor shelf period i agree 
I, I, I think they are characteristic my, my, of my everyone. Is, my liquor shelf is lacking. I agree. I should. <laughs> you know, never mind. Let's let's. What else do you have to say, Casey? <laughs> well, I'm I'm just saying I think that those three are are characteristic of their class. Period, and they are the top of their class for all three. Oh, are you saying Jose Cuervo is a piece of garbage and shouldn't be drank? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I didn't no, say that, I but I am go. saying that. I was going to say, I would agree with that. Because they use liquid <laughs> smoke flavoring. I can't even think about Jose Cuervo <sighs> after that one New Year's Eve. I... New Year's Eve? That was... Was that a New Year's Eve? Yeah. It was that New Year's no, Eve before we were doing the show. The only Jose Cuervo thing that I can think of, because my my drink history is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is the quote from the song, uh, Toby Keith, maybe Jose Cuervo Margaritas. I don't know. We I just know. love that burning tequila. Yeah. I don't know country music, so I don't know what that is. Yeah. I know. I'll Let's tell you the, the name of the song in, in two minutes. Unless it's from like the 70s. Well, then maybe I might know. Before that two minutes, Casey, what else can you tell us? Um, well, I can tell you. Are you all done with telling us your beverages? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are. So you would tell well, us the you, next thing in the dark. You, you could subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com and follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. And you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just uh, leave some general feedback at feed uh, at the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or you can use, use the feedback page on the website. Yes, I'm aware I'm stumbling. I've been drinking tequila this whole episode. Hey, uh, keep in please, mind the subject matter. Please tell us if we're too drunk. All joking and tequila aside, I'd like to remind everyone <laughs> to please tequila responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And if you are listening to Toby Keith, you could listen to Whiskey Girl, where it tells you no Cuervo Gold Margaritas just ain't good enough burning tequila she needs something with a little more edge and a little more pain she's my little whiskey girl my little whiskey girl ragged on the edges girl but i like them rough and the oh, reason what? he's garbage okay <laughs> and so <laughs> so uh, check us out again in another couple of weeks for the next episode and once again uh i'm Brittany lee walker I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Toby Keith. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. <laughs> I want to say it's like you. I drink with Toby Keith. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>